Hi, welcome to Freedom Thinkers Podcast, where we analyze current events and political topics to promote free thought on college campuses and throughout America. Today we're talking about the importance of free thought in America and asking, is it still alive? I'm Parker Humphrey, here with my co-host Luke Johnson. Hello. We figured for our first episode, considering our name, it made sense to talk about free thought. Luke, let's jump right into it. How would you define free thought? Oh man, I tell you, free thought is, it could be a broad, broad definition, but it's its so important and especially to, to define it as well. So I think free thought is the, the ability to discuss and to express your beliefs, one, freely, which is kind of self-intuitive, but also to express those views without being attacked or assaulted and being protected to believe a certain way and to express those beliefs a certain way. So, you know, the first Bill of Rights and the First Amendment, it says that the freedom of speech, that's one that people like to cite a lot, and that the freedom of religion and all that, all that kind of stuff. So it's really vital and it's important, the ability to discuss those beliefs and to, to hear other, the other side and to, um, to be able to think and to express your beliefs freely. Yeah, I think those, you know, the constitutional amendments are vital. And when we talk about free thought and free speech, uh, because those are what protect us from both other people and the government mm. uh, yeah. when we're doing that. So it allows us to have open conversations like this. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so I think there's a huge emphasis on what the founders did for our country because they saw like, okay, we're going to have a democracy. What protects that democracy? How does free thought play into like someone working towards a better democracy? So like how can someone use free thought to progress a democracy yeah well it's you know it's the bedrock of what our democracy was built on i mean if you think about what happened back in great britain they came from great britain over to america to be able to first off express their religious beliefs and to to think freely for that aspect but to also believe and to think on their own without the government dictating what they have to think or what they have to believe or what they have to speak even. There are countries, numerous countries around the world where you can't express those beliefs without being killed, thrown in jail. So America is really, really unique and truly the beacon of the world. And it's because we have these founding principles that our nation was built on, such as freedom of speech and freedom of religion. So it's, you know, it's vital that in order for this great experiment to continue that the freedom of speech and that the freedom of thought and religion and press, that they're all protected. And so without those, our nation will continue to falter. So we need to protect these rights, especially the freedom of speech, in order to be able to listen to each other and not to have the government dictate what we believe. Yeah, well, how do you express thought? You express thought through words and what you say. Exactly. That's how you communicate things. So if we don't have the ability to you know, say what we want, you can't communicate. Like you can have like, theoretically free thought uh but you can't communicate that i mean that was the thing in like 1984 i don't know if you've read george orwell's i haven't um but you know that big is like there's thought police and so they're they're analyzing people and so you couldn't like if you write anything that's like considered bad it's like you're done because they're not they're doing more than just trying to control speech they're controlling thought through the speech and writings of people it always starts with speech you know and then it just becomes a slippery slope so speech is really the first you know, the first thing that when speech goes, so does freedom of thought, so does freedom of expression uh, of religious belief. So freedom of speech is the first, first category 
that without that, the others can't exist. Yeah, which is a blessing. It's the First Amendment. It is. It is, exactly. Yeah, so uh, kind of shifting towards social the social aspect, uh, talking about like develop, developing opinions. You know, so we're constantly fed information uh, from news sources, internet, our friends, family. Yeah. How does someone take in facts and separate it from opinion? Like, mm. so it's like you're hearing facts, 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 and then opinion. I think we often assume people's opinions as fact or whatever news source we're reading, we're assuming opinions mm. as facts. So yeah. how would you recommend to our listeners that you take that facts and opinions and separate the two? Mm. Yeah, this is the... Man, this is the greatest problem that I think, or one of the greatest problems that our generation has had to face. With the evolution of Twitter, of Instagram, Snapchat, of even just the internet, it is. it feels almost impossible sometimes to distinguish the truth versus an opinion, you know? And so I think in order to kind of, you know, find out what the truth is, you have to work at it, you know? And without working and kind of doing your own research, you know, you don't have free thought because you have someone else dictating what your thought and what your belief is, which goes against the definition of free thought. So I think the, you know, the important thing to do is to look at kind of a broad scale of, you know, outlets, Twitter, all of that kind of stuff, and to kind of do your own research. And so, you know, the conservatives will kind of lean towards Fox News, the liberals will kind of lean towards CNBC or CNN or whatever. So I think as a just a person who believes in the truth i think it's important to look at all those and kind of get a broad scale point of view and do just your own research because if you don't work at it then how do you know what actually is true if you're not testifying or validating what someone else is telling you and so a lot of websites will have you know kind of a true uh, opinion column a current events column international world news politics whatever so I think that, you know, if you look for some of those buzzwords, it does help to kind of distinguish what it is an, an opinion piece and what is more of the, you know, kind of just a historical perspective. So that can be helpful, but also, you know, a lot of those pieces also, too, can, you know, there are opinion pieces that get mixed up in the truth um, as facts. So I think it's important to, you have to do your own research and you have to work at it, because if you don't, then truly you don't deserve free thought if you're not willing to work at it. Yeah, I mean, I think because we see that a lot today with people becoming like mouthpieces. Exactly. Uh, like they're just like spewing. Like they read something and it's like, oh, that's true, that's true, that's true. And you just assume and you don't do your research. You don't consider what's actually being said. You end up with a bunch of inconsistencies in your worldview mm-hmm. because you're taking in all these different sources, which is good. But you're just assuming things. You're not considering things for yourself. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I've had days like this where I just I sit down and think to myself, you know what? I have no idea what's true anymore. I've heard so many opposing things of the same event that I have no idea what is actually true. So it's important to sometimes just take a step back and just to try to find those eyewitness reports because that's the most valuable. And also to just do your research. You know, that's the most important thing is to do your research. It's kind of like the um, the Justice Kavanaugh hearings last year, you know, that you would hear one side who said that Justice Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh, excuse me, was a sexual predator, and the other side said it wasn't. And so you kind of sit back as an American and think, who do I know, or how do I know who to believe, you know? Yeah, who do you trust? Who do you trust? And so, you know, as I said earlier, some people will trust their verified news source, and others will trust 
there. So, it, you know, it's just it takes research and it takes real discernment. And it's another thing, discerning what is true and what isn't is one of the biggest challenges our generation has had to face and because of the evolution of Twitter and the online news sources. Yeah, and uh, Mitch Barnhart talks about this idea. With with rights comes responsibility. I think that's where that responsibility is played into. Uh, yeah. It's like we have a responsibility as living in a freedom, a democracy that allows this sort of thing to happen, which is wonderful. Yeah. Um, it's, it's allowed America to prosper. It's allowed America to do well. It's allowed America to hold a variety of opinions. But it's hard because it's like, yes, you have all these rights. It's like, yeah. great. But it's like you got to do something with them. Exactly. Because if you don't do something with them, they're useless. Yeah. Um, and so we have to use our ability to, you know, like, I'm glad we're not Britain. Like, Britain has the BBC. That's their news source. Yeah. Like, well, you're hearing one story, and I know they try to be unbiased and things like that, but bias inherently slips in. For It's a blessing in America that we have multiple news sources, multiple ways that we can access information that allows us to see these different opinions and so that we can actually do exactly what you're talking about. We can take a step back. We can work to see where the truth is which is hard to do yeah i mean why do you think all these people are wanting to come to america america is known for its rights you know the right to be able to think and to do what you want to do and to live the american dream that's why people want to come to this nation it's not about where you came from it's about where you're going and so that's america is known for the privileges that affords its people and people love to talk about the rights the first amendment the right to bear arms and the second amendment Yet once you get kind of more down the Bill of Rights and kind of in the rest of the amendments in the Constitution, people aren't too familiar with those. And it's because people are prone to remember what their rights are but forget what their responsibilities are. And without the two, they have to coincide with each other. And without rights and responsibilities coinciding, they both will falter. So how do our listeners like take responsibility and how do they work to develop uh, this idea behind free thought, the idea behind like taking in multiple opinions and being able to discern yeah. uh, facts from opinion. Yeah. Well, first off, I'd say is be willing to listen to the other side. You know, it takes a lot of discipline to be able to sit down and not to interrupt or feel like you have to attack the other person. Because Americans aren't just, they don't just like, dislike the other person on the other side. They're mad about the that what they believe. They're mad at the other person. Democrats are mad at Republicans. Republicans are mad at Democrats. And it's important to take a step back, and it's important to not be isolated in your bubble of Fox News or of CNBC. It's important to sit down to those. And it's essential, actually. It's not just important. It's essential to listen to the other side. And I think there's more weight in listening than there is in talking. And so it's important to be able to hear them out and to be able to listen to them but you also need to fight for those rights. You also need to fight for this great experiment. You know, I think it's conti- continually true what Abraham Lincoln said that, you know, united we stand, divided we fall, which is Kentucky's motto, you know, that America will not falter from the outside. It will falter from the inside if we continue to be isolated and to attack our fellow Americans. And that, first, we are Americans first. We're not Republicans first. We're not Democrats first that we are Americans first, and that it's important to fight for the rights of all Americans, not just Republicans, not just Democrats, but to be able to fight for what you believe in and to continue to stand up for the principles that this nation was founded upon. You touched on something, you know, being first. We're Americans first. Yeah. Um, which, hopefully, this isn't always the case with everyone you talk to, but the idea behind you know that principle is that both of us are looking, even if we disagree, both of us want what we think is best for America. 
Now we're going to disagree on what that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at least we can start with that. Uh, we're working towards a great country. Yeah. Um, you know, we're working for a country that has had a long history of wonderful things, a lot of accomplishments, a lot of bad things, but we've accomplished a lot. Yeah. Um, and that, and most of that is done when people come together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really sad to see what we're having now where it's like complete polarization, at least from like a government perspective. Yeah. So I think that's why it's so important for individuals to work towards listening to the other side. Because we so often go in and it's like, I'm just going to listen so I can destroy their argument. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I'm just listening yep. so I can like know what to say next and know how to respond. And I'm going to like be like the best debater. Um, you know, I'm going to, yeah. you know, I love Ben Shapiro, but it's like, I'm going to, like, I hate the YouTube titles. Like Ben Shapiro destroys college kid. I'm like the poor college kid was asking a question. Leave the guy alone. I like, know. I know. Exactly. Um, so there's a huge importance on listening. Yeah. Um, because then what listening does, it not only benefits the other person because they truly feel like they're being heard. It also benefits you because then you can sit down to like, okay, well, what was that was good from that? And what was bad? Yep. What do I agree with and disagree with? And then once you've kind of figured that out, then respond. Exactly. Um, because if you respond quickly, you respond, you know, first off, what you say may not be right. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. second off, it could re- you might miss what that person is actually getting at. Yeah. Um, so there's a huge importance in asking questions and not like leading questions, just general like, okay, will you believe this? Well, why? Because that helps you too because you can then develop a better position yes. uh, for why you believe what you believe. Exactly. Well, it's important to remember that our fellow American is not our enemy, you know? Our enemy is the, the country that is attacking babies in Syria and gassing them like Bashar al-Assad in Syria and who supports those kind of regimes and like China who is trying to steal our artificial intelligence. So that is the stuff that enemies do to each other. That the enemy is not your fellow American. And when we view our fellow American as the enemy, that gives our actual enemy more leverage on our country. Is when a foreign power sees our nation that's so divided, they see opportunity, you know? They see a weakness and they pounce on that, you know, like Russia. They pounce on the divisions of America and play that to their hand. So I think it's important to remember that it's not a zero sum game. If I win, you don't lose. We're working towards a solution where both of us win. We're trying to get to a perspective where America becomes a more perfect union. And we both had different perspectives on that, You know, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. But I think it's important that we're both striving for a more perfect union and to realize that our fellow American is not the enemy. Yeah, which is what we're trying to show people with this podcast. Exactly. I mean, freedom thinkers. The goal is to be able to think freely. Um, and so we're going to have people on here. I mean, we're both conservative. And we agree on a lot of things. We're going to have people on here who definitely disagree with us, uh, clearly. And our job is to just listen, ask questions. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll learn things along along the way. And hopefully our listeners will, too. Yeah. Yeah. And we hope that we have both Republican and Democrats and that you learn. And uh, the point of this whole thing is that you can distinguish your free thought and be well-informed without our biases trying to get in the way. So we hope this is an objective kind of podcast for you as a listener that you kind of are able to distinguish your point of view and better your own argument and that we both as Americans can continue continue to further this great experiment that's been successful for around 250 years. Thanks for listening to this episode of Freedom Thinkers. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. You can find more episodes of Freedom Thinkers on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also check out our Instagram at Freedom Thinkers Podcast. We appreciate your support, and until next time, this is Parker Humphrey on Freedom Thinkers Podcast.